Ahead of this week's podcast, we at The Sound of Football would like to send our best wishes and support to Fabrice Muamba. Like so many people who witnessed the terrible events at White Hart Lane at the weekend, we were shocked and saddened to see a young, talented football player fighting for his life, having earlier played his part in the Bolton team battling to win an FA Cup quarter-final. As we recalled our podcast, we're greatly relieved to see Fabrice Muamba showing some early signs of a recovery, which we sincerely hope will lead, ultimately, to full strength and good health in the not-too-distant future for a much-respected player. Greetings everyone, welcome to episode 110 of the Sound of Football podcast. We're very glad to have the pleasure of your company again, and by we of course I refer to myself, Chris Oakley, and my two wonderful assistants, that's Terry DeFellon and Graham Sibley. Welcome to you both. Wonderful subsistence. Oh, well, yeah. What did he say? Assi- wonderful uh, assistance. 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 Hello. Hello. Ah, excellent. Um, this week, everybody, we're talking about uh, the Premier League and um, whether it has any credibility in the face of many of its top teams bombing out of uh, European competition. We wonder if this is just a blip or whether this is perhaps a sign of more uh, worrying times ahead uh, and so on and so forth. We will uh, basically explode that whole subject during the course of the next half an hour so. Uh, coming to the two of you then, um, we, we are left with a situation where uh, the only team that is left in Europe is Chelsea. Um, I'd like to say we predicted that that would be the case. Unfortunately, we were wrong. Um, I was wrong. Uh, and we agreed with you. Mm. We, but we I, just barely went ahead with I it. Am, I, I, I'm the enabler of the wrongness. And so it's only right that I take it back and apologise unreservedly to all Chelsea fans. Mm. I said they wouldn't, we wouldn't beat Napoli. And I was wrong. And worse, I compounded my wrongness by dragging you, my respected friends, into my wrongness. So please, I apologise. Will you please accept my apology? I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll accept the, 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 uh, the thought behind it. But I must admit, that it, was, it was... You didn't really drag us in there. We, was quite comfortable. we were quite comfortable we, jumping we went, in there with both feet. Such lambs of the yes, shoulder. Yes, yes. Let's, let's, let, let, let's heap some more pain on the, and misery on Chelsea fans. Yeah, also, yeah, one thing it does demonstrate, of course, is people's opinions don't affect the outcome of results. Oh, man. Certainly so, not. A lesson that we've all learned, I think. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> not so far. <laughs> come, come you, know, you know, television re- re- replays. Yes, <laughs> their opinions yeah. will affect games. <laughs> My word, already we're going down an avenue that I didn't think we'd be going down, but... Um, <laughs> save that for another time. Yes. Oh, yeah. Certainly as a West Ham fan, I can prove quite conclusively that uh, one's thoughts don't influence results. Otherwise, we, West Ham wouldn't be sort of third in the league in the Championship at the moment. Anyway, that's another story. Um, so, yes, only Chelsea left, and who'd have thought? But um, very good they were for their money against uh, Napoli, a sterling performance and all that. But... Um, Man U, out of Europe altogether. Man City, out of the Europa League. Arsenal, gone. Uh, the list goes on. Tottenham, you name it. Um, so um, I'm going to throw this open to either of you. I mean, um, do we see there being much more of this kind of thing in future? Because we've been very blessed in, in seasons just uh, recently past. We've had plenty of um, uh, English teams in the latter stages of European competition. So um, perhaps another way of putting it is... Um, what evidence is there to suggest that this might be the start of a slippery slope for English clubs in Europe? Never. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really uh, I don't know if it is a slippery slope. 
I'm I, I'm more inclined to think that it is a blip, um, and just a lot of humorous results happening pretty much at the same time. Uh, I, I'm I've never been one of these people to sort of like oh you got you got to you you got to back the English clubs in Europe you know so you know, no no matter what your allegiance is no that's a load of old tosh put about by by commercial broadcasters just so you watch your rival teams when even when your team's not actually playing <laughs> it's it's a load of old rubbish and I don't buy it I wa- I watch Chelsea and Man U in Europe to watch them lose and I laugh when they do <laughs> what Sorry. do you do when they don't Oh, I just go, oh, yeah, British clubs, yeah. Great, <laughs> great for the coefficient, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, keeps us firmly at the top. We though. need to get coefficient scarves, don't we? <laughs> Come on, the English coefficient. I mean, you know, because the national team is, or well, the national team's out now, isn't it? We're no, we don't follow that anymore. So it's got to be all about the coefficient. Yeah. Get I your think... coefficient scarves now. Coming soon to a to a to an on-demand t-shirt oh, shop. Well, I was just going to say, as you know, we're always on the lookout for a decent slogan for a t-shirt, and I'm thinking English flag at the top of the shirt, and then below it, doing it just for the coefficient. That would be the... <laughs> Come on, guys, do it for the coefficient. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And then maybe if we can crowbar in an image of Bobby Moore in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant as ever, Graham. Um, but, and, and yet, okay, I'm willing to go along with the fact that this is, this is just a blip. This is just kind of a one-off. And yet, I mean, Man United, it, some people have sort of said they're in transition and Fergie constantly rebuilding the side. So there's going to be a little bit of sort of... Um, uncertainty there about how well they can continue. Arsenal have had their troubles this season. Um, Tottenham only just sort of now kind of building up to being something of a presence in Europe. So is there going to be, Terry, a, a period maybe for the next few years, do you think that where where English teams may have to take a couple of steps backwards before they can go forwards again? I think that's probably, this is probably the worst it gets for English clubs, personally. Mm-hmm. Um all of the clubs that are in at the moment seem to be in some kind of either transition or they're they're um, fairly new to their status, to their to their to their uh, level. Manchester City, although have a big big truckload of cash, still are as a club inexperienced in Europe, mm-hmm. particularly in the Champions League, um, and they are also m- managing uh, two. Uh, um, campaigns because they're also looking to to win the title and that has to be their priority Um, and so it's completely understandable that they would uh, not be able to you know literally fail to manage the dual challenges of playing in Europe Mm. even though they've got these wonderful players and they have an experienced coach as well they haven't been able to uh, manage those those two things so I think you can account for them in that way similarly Tottenham yeah, they've, they've mm. you know they've they've got they're relatively new on the block in in terms of the top the very top table. So it may well be, and we Manchester United's but you've got to look at it. have always and, and, well, and well documented. England had eight clubs in in Europe this year, with because mm-hmm. we had the so we had more than anyone else mm-hmm. because we had Fulham getting in on the uh, fair on, play. on fair play. Yeah, uh, and most of the clubs that were in there get parachuted either straight into the group stage. Uh, we've got three teams parachute straight into the group stage, and all of the other qualifiers, bar the fair play one, uh, were entered into the tournaments just one round away from the from, from, from the from the group, group stage. stage yeah. But um, this has been a slightly last season was slightly different in that we had um, Stoke, who don't normally qualify for Europe, yeah, um, and of course Birmingham, and Birmingham as who well. are a championship side, yeah. 
Um, so I think that slightly uh, skews your uh, the, the thinking there. Yeah. And again, if you couple that but with you know City and Tottenham, who perhaps are managing you know yeah. uh, uh, their their continued existence at least at the top. But what table. what what I'm trying to say is the fact, fact that that even clubs without the necessary experience. It makes it easier for them to to gain that experience if you're very close to the group stage. If you can get mm. past one two legged mm. fixture, and mm. then you've got another six games mm. to make a fist of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, no, true enough. I mean, I mean, Birmingham did extremely well, actually, to be honest, yep, with yeah. because they got through had to go through the final qualifying round for the Europa League and the playoff to get through. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, Arsenal did well to get past Udinese. Mm. Um, in so fact, did. Arsenal did did very well, generally speaking, even though that they have had a difficult season. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but for a different, slightly different outcome, they would be through. Well, to the uh, uh, I, I was checking on the uh, UEFA coefficients earlier, <laughs> as you do, as I do. Because <laughs> you're uh, doing it for the coefficient, <laughs> and, uh, and and Arsenal have actually contributed more to the coefficient than any other club. Well, that must make you terribly proud. <laughs> it does. I wore my coefficient <laughs> t-shirt with, with pride. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously, uh, boast. If, if if Chelsea can get get a couple of wins then they're obviously make it even better but warming to this coefficient uh, thing I think that clubs should have stars for co- on their shirts for contribution <laughs> to the coefficient. The thing is, about, if about you contribute co- co- 50, coefficient. 50 points or more in a season, you get a star above, yeah. you, above it, your crest. It'd be, it'd be like the footballing equivalent of McDonald's staff, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, the way, the way the system works is, is that England has still got about the second highest amount of points that, that, uh, it, it, so far this season. Like, Germany's still got three clubs left in the tournament. And they've still not got as many as uh, as England have. No, no, so that's right. But um, but the German clubs didn't do very well in the Champions League. No, from also yeah. as well is what is what you get is it is all, all these points are just divided amongst the teams. And so if you get a couple of teams that did absolutely nothing, mm. like this is the, the, what Cyprus have got. So mm. like Applewell's going brilliantly. Mm. Yeah, but because uh, Famagusta and and uh, Ammonia went out in the earliest qualifying stages. Uh, they've ended up. They, 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 all their points are being spread so thinly that they're hardly climbing up at all. Mm, yeah, which is a bit of a shame yeah. from their point of view. Which it then, might, it's know, a great system for keep for keeping other is, uh, leagues down system, and, mm. and keeping uh, and keeping the ones with lots of TV well, revenue up. Yeah, 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 yeah well, that is that, that's worth it, but that is after all the whole point. Sorry, Chris. Uh, <laughs> as I say, yeah, Graham, if you're feeling uncomfortable about the fact that you know Arsenal are doing all the heavy lifting just for everyone else's benefit, then maybe Arsenal should just like drop out. And have done with it. I don't know. Well, yeah, just give it up for someone else. I think yeah. they should do. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that be that would be really noble of them. They should get coefficient points just for doing this, <laughs> <laughs> and another star above their belt. Yeah. Another. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you could have some kind of like nectar card system. Yeah. So that at the end but, of the season, they can get themselves a. I don't know, but I th- I think DAB that rating. there is an element of trans- transition <laughs> about. Uh, English clubs at the moment because a, a number of the teams do seem to be not struggling but certainly um, maybe the Premier League is just struck, suffering from a slight financial lull mm. after years of uh, excess um, and they've had to put the brakes on the spending a little bit mm-hmm. Chelsea themselves although they are through have been uh, are going are supposed to be going through a transition which so far they failed to manage see last week's Sound of Football <laughs> podcast, which we discussed uh, for 30 minutes um, about that. Um, and Manchester United, similarly, oh. not quite got the money because of the Glazers. Do, do, I, 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 
I heard something awful the other week. I think it was. It must have been Jamie Redknapp because it was. It was absolutely awful. Um, <laughs> but he was going. He was banging on about about the fact that why English clubs are struggling in Europe, and it's. And he thought it was because they weren't getting the support from the leagues to get easy fixtures after. Oh. After Here we go. After yeah. uh, after their after their uh, uh, after their European exploits, they 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 should be given easy home fixtures every time. You they... have to understand that there's an order of these things. Yeah. You know, the Champions League is at the top, and then then the Premier League is immediately below. I, this. I, I, well, I I thought now wasn't it? I think you 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 were t- telling me this that uh, that German clubs don't play on Sundays if they played. Uh, in the Europa League on Thursdays? Not necessarily. Although I think that's changed recently. But it used to be that Bayern Munich used to complain about having to play yeah. in, the, in the Europa League. One year they complained and then they had to go and play uh, on, on the Saturday. Right. And there was no... I think these days they try to make it so that they can... So that the clubs that did play in the Europa League mm. can play on Sunday. But I don't think it's a guaranteed... Right. Matter at all. Yeah. Um, the DFL have got an awful lot of authority, and their domestic league, they say, is is the most important. And I would wouldn't argue with that. Uh, well, they've th- they've still got three teams left in the in the, in Europe. So they have doing indeed. something. I right. find that terribly significant. What Jamie Redner? I, pay, I mean, J- Jamie Redner comes across as being a bit of a thicky, <laughs> but I don't think he is at all. And it's very interesting how he cause he's a big promoter of the Premier League and of English football, and he's always looking for, when he's on air. I, whenever I've seen him, to try, especially in Champions League coverage, to try and big up the Premier League. It may not have been him. It may not have been him. So, but it was, it was, it was a pundit on Sky. So it's just that this whole idea of because champion because the Champions League, you know, to a certain extent, is something that Sky are are now really obviously fostering. They're looking to renew. They'll almost certainly renew the deal, and the Premier League TV deal is up for renewal very soon mm-hmm. very very soon so uh, so yeah so yes. it's important you know it's important to get these priorities right you know I mean why not the Premier League should you know hmm. they should take into consideration you know the needs of the hard up you know Champions League clubs yeah I mean like missing out on the on that, on that round in the, in the League Cup just isn't enough is it no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just actually kind no. of going funny you should mention the League Cup I mean um, this might be a sweeping generalisation um, but Looking at some of the performances this season in Europe, I would argue perhaps that the likes of uh, Stoke, Fulham and Birmingham have actually put in some tremendous performances because of the fact that they, they're not taking it for granted. They really value the chance to play in Europe, whereas maybe the likes of Chelsea, Man U and Arsenal have been taking it for granted because they know that they'll be playing in Europe and the Champions League pretty much every season. Uh, does that theory hold much water for yourself? Um Yes. <laughs> I don't know about if if Arsenal were taking it for granted this year because you know, there was was no no guarantee that they were, they would be in Europe next next season. Mm. Um, so yes. yeah, make hay while while the sun shines. But I mean, uh, for, for all that, I mean, Stoke, Fulham, and Birmingham didn't actually quite manage to get to say the last four, shall we say, of anything. So like the Europa League so I mean but just in terms of the way they approach the the competition they seem to kind of really think they they look like they were prepared to really give it a go well I I think it's for for, for Stoke it it looked like it was something that that the club could give back to the fans really Mm. because it looked like it was it was something that went down very very well uh, with them, mm. um, the Birmingham fans loved it. I think, yeah. Although yeah. they don't think they they didn't sell out too many 
uh, home fixtures, but their tra- their their travelling support um, was 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 pretty impressive. I think a, a, a great deal of them went. I think Bruges they virtually took over Bruges when they mm. went over there. Um, so I, I do think that the punters love it. Mm. Um, the chance to play in Europe and you know the Europa League are much unnecessarily maligned, maligned competition in my view. Um, and perfect for a long weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect, absolutely, yeah. You fly out there on the Thursday, and then you go on and watch the game. You can spend the you know Friday, Saturday there, and yeah. make yeah. your way back. You know, absolutely. You know, not going to Kharkiv or somewhere like that. <laughs> Maybe not then, but, um, but certainly, you know, a weekend in a long weekend in Bruges. Oh, what yes. could be more middle class? <laughs> oh, well, but the Fulham fans loved it <laughs> because they're not oh, middle class. Bruges, oh, that's marvellous. The same thing get Bruges, isn't it? Really. <laughs> well, I mean, um, interesting. I mean. Um, there has been on one or two occasions this idea thrown in uh, to the ring, which is um, to have a Premier League Division Two. Okay, so that basically, supposedly, we we would have to say gives more credibility to what is now the Championship. I don't know quite through what sort of route you would do that, but um, you'd have um, all the marketing and promotion, I suppose, being invested into what is now the Championship, and that perhaps would shall we say, re-energise those teams playing at the second tier and give them a sort of feeling of, right, well, now we're kind of, I don't know, somehow grouped in with the big boys. Now it might kind of push those teams forward. And I'm probably not making a very good argument here, but I'm thinking the likes of, say, Birmingham, um, to kind of go into European competition. And, and as we just said, those teams really seem to sort of give it a go. It might, the knock-on effect might be that you get lower-placed teams being motivated to play in Europe and give it a good go. Does that make sense? It probably doesn't make any sense. Well, if there was, if the money was spread yeah, more evenly yeah, among the two divisions, kind of... if there was more parity, mm. you somehow feel that that wouldn't happen, though. No. no. It, it, it's been interesting, because I, I think we've, we've, we've discussed before about uh, about how, or I know it has been, been discussed, about teams should take the League Cup serious, more seriously, because it's an entrance into mm. Europe, and, and, you know, that's... Even, even if you think that your Europa League isn't worth is, isn't worth the effort, then it, it is something to say. Well, look, the fans would probably really love it, and I think this is what Birmingham Stokes case mm. and and Fulham's uh, case has shown over over the last couple of years. Um, but I, I think it's gone through so many years of clubs at the bottom half of of the Premier League thinking, well, look, no, we've we've. We're, we're happy enough playing just 40 games a season, mm. thanks very much. Just mm. as long as 38. No more, no less, that's league. fine, yeah. Yeah, mm. and, and we'll go out the first round of, of, of both Cups. And <laughs> we won't, uh, but if the financial cost of relegation wasn't so steep, yes, then they may well then look at the Europa League and say, well, actually, this is a competition we can participate in because we can afford to be relegated. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, that's right. That gives them a little sort of safety net there and they can perhaps... Um, invest a bit more well, interest in it. What that dis- does to the Football League, of course, heaven only knows, probably sends them to the wall. Um, and yeah. there's no reason why you couldn't have a greater distribution of wealth across all four leagues um, rather than the Premier League keeping you know, a great deal of it for themselves. Well, there is a very uh, good reason for it, that. really. Um, the, the reason is, is because Premier League clubs like lots of money oh yeah okay all right i mean there are i mean when i say no good reason i mean i'm just thinking you know in in a in a, in a world of, of reason uh, but in, in oh, the right. football world yeah, no you're right there sure. are there is you know it's 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 
again, it's uh, it's very important that the Premier League reason. Know. Yeah, <laughs> you and your reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When will you learn? Sure it's here somewhere. Reason. There you go. See so Richard Bevan. It says <laughs> you're not going to find it in there. That's a, that, that's violin for dummies, mate. You're, 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 you're does it have the tune you play when someone starts moaning about lack of funds in, in lower leagues? <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah, probably somewhere at the back, yeah. Not even going to do jokes about being on the fiddle. That's, that's not even going to be relevant. I mean, the, in Germany, the, 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 the Bundesliga has two divisions. Um, and, but there's only three national divisions uh, in Germany. And the third division is very, 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 very recent. Um, so I think obviously the way that things are done there are very different hmm. um, in a bizarro kind of parallel world where everything was was good hmm. um, because we're in the evil mirror universe goatee wearing world unfortunately <laughs> we thought we were in the, in the in the good world but we're actually in the evil world um, if we were in, in the good world then then there would have a system where, where we say well okay we will extend to a second division and we'll have a great deal more parity in terms of of, um, of finances, and then uh, you know this would allow us to participate in European competitions with a degree of free, and indeed cup competitions with a degree of freedom. Um, mm. But I would like to see that introduced with the existing structure, with the with the championship. And you could argue that the champ, especially when you look at how the promoted clubs have done this season from the championship, mm-hmm. that um, it's. It may not be the end of the world because, mm-hmm. you know, five or ten years from now, you know, clubs may well go up. I mean, with Swansea and Norwich, if they manage themselves well and they don't spend too much, and I'm going to, you know, be optimistic here and say that they're never going to get that carried away. Mm. They're both clubs that have made some pretty heavy mistakes down the years and they're not likely to do the same thing mm. again. If they maintain their Premier League status for a few years but then get relegated they may well be in a position where they can get straight back up again and for them it won't relegation won't be the end of things i think that's probably what the situation that needs to be the premier league isn't as bad as everyone says it is but no it, I, but I, it does need to address yeah. this kind of crippling you know the awfulness that happens to clubs when they get relegated mm. i mean that that really does need to be addressed that can't be mm. in members interests no but i think it, it it's not a new thing seeing seeing clubs coming up Playing good football and and staying up though, because over the la- over the last few years we have seen mm-hmm. Reading, I suppose Reading, mm-hmm. yeah, um, but also clubs that, that that came up, made a fist of it, and didn't stay up. I mean, mm. so you look at Burnley, mm. um, Blackpool, mm. uh, Hull, even. Um, yes. Thank you for not mentioning Palace. Uh, well, I, I did want to. I think it might be Richard Raw or, or West Ham. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, if you must. Sorry, my argument's just gone completely out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Scrub the last ten minutes. Um, Already scrubbed. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, with the exception of QPR, who came up and have been awful all season and are going to rightly go down. It's it's the uh, Norwich and Swansea have, have have been a fantastic advert for what uh, the, the the championship can produce. Hmm. I suppose yeah, a good league. The yeah. championship, yeah, a good league, good strong league, one of the strongest in Europe. Yeah, which yeah, it's it's. Another reason why the uh, the best players in in the Scottish Premier League end up playing in the Championship. 
because it's so strong. Ta- uh, I was just saying, t- taking the idea of the, the Premier League Division 2 sort of further, I mean, just sort of um, theorising about the whole sort of thing, I guess you would have to, Sky would have to extend their contract to broadcast um, more games as well as from the Premier League Division 1, so to speak, also in Division 2, and therefore they'd have to sort of put some of those Division 2 games out on some of their other sports channels, which means that other things would have to get pushed to one side or dropped altogether. Um, so I suppose there'd be extra ramifications for things like that, wouldn't there, really? I mean, Sky would have to sort of make a real commitment and be organised about the way that they broadcast Premier League Division 2 matches. Yeah, I think I think you'd have to find that uh, that second tier supporters might have to get used to playing on a Friday night. Mm. Mm. And uh, to return to the example of the second Bundesliga, um, the second Bundesliga uh, fixtures are staggered from Friday night through to to Monday evening. Yeah, um, they have games on Friday. They have games midday uh, on Saturday and midday as well, or midday ish. You know, on uh, lunchtime kickoffs on Saturday and Sunday, mm. and it's a big old country, and there are no respecter of travelling fans and people have had to travel. You know, ridiculous amounts of miles to mm. go to them. So, um, you know, yeah, mm. I, I would, I would be concerned that they would say, well, you know, why we'll just do this. It would also, of course, get round the much hated or indeed much loved um, broadcast embargo on Saturday afternoons, depending entirely upon your point of view. Mm. But because that would probably then be enough to, to get around it and say, well we would like to move the second division around the fixture calendar so we keep the Premier League on Saturday afternoons and um, and then we can show live games. Mm. Which in many respects would be brilliant but in many other respects, would be terrible. Mm. And it completely depends on your perspective on how you see football. Yes, that, that's that's another topic, isn't it? It's another topic, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll make a note of that for future reference. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, the other thing, we're heading into the last few minutes, sadly, but um, I guess one of the other sort of ways of looking at this is that maybe to strengthen uh, the performance of Premier League teams, particularly in the Champions League in future seasons might be to reduce the number of teams in the Premier League, therefore meaning fewer matches, fewer injuries, etc, etc, etc. And and more of the money to go around a, a smaller smaller, smaller yeah. number of clubs. I'm, I can think a lot of the clubs in the top half would, would welcome that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, assuming that, of course, that, that that's what it meant, or would it mean less money? Because there's mm. two less clubs. Depends upon the, how the sponsors and the, uh, you know, the, the, the broadcasters see it. They may say, well, actually, no, this is great because it means less money for us to spend because we've got less matches. Mm. Well, but think of the, some of the reflected riches from seeing your best teams playing in Europe and winning trophies and things. Well, <clears> lest <throat> we forget, that was the whole point of the Premier League we start with, wasn't it? <laughs> it was to reduce the number of leagues, uh, sorry, number of teams in the league. Yeah, and it was to, uh, to, uh, to, to strengthen the uh, national team, wasn't it? It certainly <laughs> was, again, is, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that always what... what what well, is all leads yeah, to whatever the, the club's richer. Yeah, we, they always say oh, it, it'll benefit the national team. But of course, mm. as we say, it's not about the national team now. It's about the national team coefficient. Oh yeah, you know yeah. that's yeah. what it's all about. Do it for yes. the coefficient. Rich clubs getting richer makes the coefficient better. Absolutely, <laughs> and we all feel richer as a consequence. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that bombshell, we can all brag about it to our German friends on Twitter. About <laughs> Check out our coefficient. Your yeah. coefficient's rubbish. Ours is brilliant. What do you what do you say to that, eh? <laughs> One World Cup, two World Wars, and a better coefficient, and Fritz. Better, indeed. Yeah. And all that, yeah, quite so. Yes. 
Uh, right, I think we've probably exhausted that one, so uh, let's draw a line under that. Thank you very much uh, indeed for listening, and uh, uh, of course, of course, we always beg you that if you have anything to say to extend the conversation, get in touch with us. Um, you can find us at uh, facebook.com forward slash sound of football, uh, footballfairground.com forward slash sound of football, and uh, what am I forgetting? Twitter.com forward slash sound of football as well. Um, the podcast, as you know, it's available via footballfairground.com, Net Radio UK, iTunes. You can't fail to miss us, but to do yes, get in touch. Or, where, or however you're listening to it right now. Yeah. Wherever you found this from, you're probably, yeah. it's probably going to be there again. You're probably lying around behind a fridge. Uh, um, it, 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 there is going to be, I think there's another radio station we're going to be on quite soon. Is it? But I can't remember the name of it. Oh. It's the one that Steve is doing. Oh, and Socrates is on Friday. So if you're in the London area and you haven't already signed up for Socrates, then come along on Friday and uh, break bread with us. <laughs> yes, bread, yes, yes, literally break mm. bread. That would be wonderful. We hope to see you uh, for Socrates 11 in London uh, on Friday the 23rd of March. Is that right? Yeah, that's yes. one, yeah. Right, excellent. Right, all that's done and dusted, so it's time for us to bid you a fond farewell. Join us again soon for episode 111 of the Sound of Football podcast. Until then, from the three of us, it's goodbye. 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 goodbye.